Welcome back to Traces, a podcast that traces the impact of technology and design within people's lives and culture. For this episode, we'll be talking to Ang Song Bao, a self-taught full-stack web developer based in Yangon, Myanmar. Ang has worked in various startups as a developer, and he's also co-founder of Fairway Technology, which teaches children how to code. He's had experience on the digital agency side, and now works in the transportation sector as a tech lead. Ang has a vocational training in downtown Yangon, and focuses on basic programming to advance web development. On this episode, we talk about how Ang learned about coding, how hard it is for Myanmar developers to keep up with the modern world, and so much more. Ang, so welcome to Traces. Uh, thanks again for coming on, man. Oh, it's my pleasure, Jay. So, so Ang, you are web developer in Myanmar. Where in Myanmar are you actually? I'm living now in Yangon, uh, which is a, which it was a capital city, but now uh, government moved to Nortido, the, the middle of the, the the country. So it's not capital at all, but mostly all the business, industrial people. It's very crowded here, so let's say, if compared to like uh, DC to New York, right? Wow. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, it, it is. New York and DC are pretty, yeah. well, it's very populated. Sure. And for you, how long have you been living in Yangon, by the way? Uh, I grew up in the very small town in EOV division. It's a, the name is Jailat, so uh, many even the local won't notice. Uh, it's a kind of ethnic name from the Mon people. So, Jai uh, basically is a pagoda. Uh, so, the, the uh, small pagoda, I think, mm. the, the, the name literally translated. So, I was born in there, and I'm, my parents moved here to Yangon uh, in, I think, two years old. So I don't have any memory of any kind of relative in uh, in that city. So uh, let, let's just say I I was uh, raised in Yangon. Yeah. And what was that like growing up in Yangon? Oh, sure. Yangon, as you already know, is uh, uh, it's kind of like a Ho Chi Minh city, let's say. It has a heritage of the the uh, British, you know. Uh, we were we we were occupied by the British, and I I think most of the building are in British colonial style, and uh, new buildings are like uh, Singaporean apartments. Like there's not a lot built story up there. Uh, we don't have a uh, many playground area to you know wandering around so pretty much it's a tight apartment so uh, people have uh, many difficulties um, as i as, as you and your audience might already know that the uh, our government is lacking of uh, many accommodation basic very basic competition like electricity internet things and other water supply even how did you get into, why did you become a developer, right? What got you 
interested in being a developer when you were like very young where did you know did you want to become a developer when you were that young or uh, no idea bro. no idea, no idea. <laughs> I, I was like i was like into building and construction things like mm. i when i was young because like my father was a chef so uh he used to talk me some basic electric things and uh building blocks of the building but he's not a professional but uh he tried to convince me to do some engineering stuff and trying to figure out what am I good at. I was a I was a very bright student. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm famous for you know, I'm famous for not doing naughty things. <laughs> like so, what? Uh, like what? What did you do? <laughs> like what? Like what? Uh, doing doing uh, the you know what do you call uh, a Chinese um, fire fireworks? Yeah. Okay. Yes, in the glass. That's so funny. And that's that fire to the trash can and oh you know, that kind of things. <laughs> so yeah, I, I was playful. So that was a good thing. I was just wandering around, running all day. <laughs> so yeah. So, tell, yeah. Me, tell me about school. Like what was that like? Because education, oh. I'm not even sure what education was like. Okay, it's okay. cool there. Yeah, tell me about so, that. Uh, that's a, there's two major events happening in the country. So one is like uh, that's 1988. There's a student riot. Um, it was a very peaceful protest. Mm-hmm. Um, the the student unions of the Rangoon University and other you know technological uh, colleagues gather around. They trying to you know, removing the military. And, but uh, it was it was a, a starting point that uh, it was not as successful event, mm-hmm. let's say. So government trying to shut down all the university and school, they put on the outskirts of the country. So it's very, very far away. You have to spend at least two hours to visit the university or college. But for the but for the high school, they are in uh, like ten minutes walk for every home in the jungle. So, in order to get to the the highest university and college, you better have uh, what do you call a matrix, you know, matrification or something. It's a kind of like a certificate. GC, yeah, yeah, kind of certificate things. Yeah. GC O level or something like that. Mm-hmm. So. After you pass in that level, you have you have the ability to choose which university or college you want to go. So uh, the very famous ones are doctors and engineers. So so the government is trying to you know slowing down all the studying activities, removing all the you know, basic things like. Uh, Critical thinking, problem solving. Because of the riots? Why, why was yes, that? Yes, yes, yes. 1988. Since oh. that's there, our education has been dramatically destroyed. And, you know, uh, the, the list I was mentioning previously, our people, like most of them, the teamwork, the critical thinking, analytic skill, the lack of those things. So there's a problem everywhere. So if you cut the education of the people like 20 years or 30 years, mm. you got a whole bunch of generation who literally cutting or you know moving forward. 
And listen, you know, we are barely, you know, let's just say surviving. Yeah, that's kind of education here. Wow. So just 1988, they purposely did this. They did it. They know very well and destroying its own people. So how did you get by? How did you learn? Like if, if they, well, des- they destroyed that whole well, education system, that's actually really interesting. Well, let's see here. So uh, the first time I got access to the internet was uh, 2005 or six around. Uh, that's a modern, very slow. You only get 10 kilobytes or something. It has, you have to be connected from the line, line phones. You know, yeah, yeah, it came last uh, analog signal. Yes, very slow thing. So bad. <laughs> That's a B. Yes, so bad. You have to purchase get from the uh, not the there's a there's no ISP back in there. Government control everything. Hmm. Even the you know fuel and gas, you have to purchase from the government. So it's like a state owned everything. You know, just like we used to see in the North uh, Korea, currently, right? State yes. own everything and they control even the economic and education, right? Oh yeah, North Korea. North Korea, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, North yeah. Korea, yeah, yeah. Same thing here. So <clears throat> the internet was very slow and I was introduced by my aunt, uh, who study and uh teach a class in the NUS now. So I have a I have an education background from the my family. My family is like a what do you call it? a teaching, you know, passionate teachers. Yeah, professor something. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's kind of thing. Like uh, most of my grandparents were, you know, teacher like history and chemistry. So my auntie got back from Singapore and introduced, hey, this is internet and you need to use it. I'm like, what? What? Why do I need to use it? You can search this thing, this thing, this thing, and uh, she gives a list of, you know, you are, and this, this was very useful to me. Basically, they are like, I think, you know, video size or game size. I, I have no idea what am I doing, but uh, for the, for the uh, you know, very active kid, so I was very, you know, driven into the web development and other things later down in the, my life so uh, i got introduced the website and how it worked so i have the idea that uh, anywhere at all if you have access to the internet you get the address and you can assess everything so uh, i was very fascinated by that idea it's accessible content accessible but you already knew that government trying to ban everything so yeah. yeah and so 2005 you finally got internet you were actually yeah looking up stuff whatever you wanted but what happened in between were you still in high school at that point oh uh, yeah 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 i, I was i was still in high school uh, i think i haven't passed any uh, like say you see something hmm. uh, so i tried to back to the school and study there uh my max are not that good uh so that's my english <laughs> yeah yeah so how did so, you learn english that that's like the because everyone has a different story oh. of how they learned English, right? So tell me yours. Oh, right, right. Okay, English. And back in the school, there, um, there's a there's a subject. Um, the, the the only foreign language in our country is that's both is English. So I don't want to put in the curriculum. 
we have a basis and science stuff like chemistry, biology, and physics. Mm. Uh, it's it's not an optional. You have to take it in. Um, I, I was I was a very good student. So as you already know that I barely passed the test. But in the after the high school, I I remember I I want to join some university and be a uh, Asking for IELTS or something, mm. the English testing test. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think TOEFL or something. So I try to sit the exam that uh, barely passes again. Again. Uh, that's how I studied. So they have a full scale or something, reading, writing, and this mostly academic stuff. So I have to write in the format. Cannot use the you know spoken language. Um, it has to be. Write in grammatically and especially I we are weak in vocabulary and other stuff. So as a foreign language, we have to remember by memory. You know, we can just look at them written down. We can spell it correctly. Yeah. How did you? How do you? How did you perfect your English? Did you watch movies or how did you? Did you just. Oh yeah, that's that's very yeah that's the, that's a very basic stuff. Watching movie and listening to music. So.、Mm. If you are interested in something that I found is、uh, indirectly improve your English skill, right? The, the subtitle, especially without the subtitles, you will get used. You know what at the actors are trying to say and what they mean by that, and that's an understanding of context and other things. The movie trying to convince us. So,、um, yeah, movies and music are very. Uh, beginner path for me, and then I'm trying to、uh, lyrics, especially. I I have to memorize some of the lyrics in order to get the songs. So, yeah, that's my. Do you remember like what your favorite movie or your favorite music was back then? Oh yeah, Harry Potter, of course. Harry Potter. That, that, that was very yeah, that, that was very、wow. famous in back in the 2007. This Harry Potter was a hit. Uh, globally, phenomenally, I mean,、mm. um, it was very good movies, but I haven't read any book at all. So,、uh, okay. <laughs> fan、it's、might,、okay. okay. yeah, fan might be, fan might be triggered. <laughs> so,、yeah. so、uh, it, it it was a good movie series.、Uh, actually, saga. So the other, there's a one, two, three, four parts, and I used to watch all of them repeatedly. Because I don't understand strictly, as they are very strong in British accent. Yeah. So、uh, I barely recognize some of the walks, so I have to put、uh, put through many dictionary to understand those walks. Ah, yeah, I remember the very first book I purchased the Oxford Advanced Dictionary. It's a huge book that、mm. it has everything. So. Back in the day, there's no Google, and there was a Google, but we are not able to access that kind of easily. So offline dictionary is very useful for us to study and to pronounce words.、Mm. So that's how I get started. Yeah. And then you you mentioned a computer. Did you have a computer in high school or no? Like what was that、oh, like? How okay, did you、okay. get a computer? Yeah. The military government trying to, you know, show off 
uh, is people they are doing good stuff. So they're trying to build the what do you call multimedia study room something. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fancy wall, and we barely get to the room. The computer. I remember there's a Mac, window, and many operating system. Um, we are into like once a month or something. <laughs> A teacher trying to instruct that, hey, this is a computer and this is a mouse. You use this mouse to control the computer. So I'm like, what? <laughs> what year was <laughs> this? Do you remember what year this was? Uh, two, around 2000. That, that, that's a wow. starting point. Yeah. So the Bami's education system uh, have um, two minor curricula, let's say. It's a, one is a, that kind of multimedia study something mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and another thing is uh, Bami's history so they're trying to so like this is this were our history we were great we were that kind of you know improvement and dominion to other blah blah something <laughs> yeah. so uh, i enjoyed the computer stuff so i got introduced microsoft paint in there so one of those wow. teacher was uh, very patient and she used to draw just using the paint, just plain old paint. And we got a very artistic walk and we were just amazing. I don't remember the name back then. It was very fascinating. And I got introduced to the Mac too. Uh, I was like, these Apple logos are very, you know, nice and it, it gives us very good, it's very fancy yeah. and it gives us very, for, you know, for a user interface, it's very clean, mm-hmm. easy to use, something like that. So I got introduced back around in 2000. So I got internet, and after these five years this year, I do have a Windows 98 in my home. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all because of my auntie in Singapore. So she, she paid me to type, I remember. Really? Uh, she have a many, yeah, yeah, she paid me to type. I have to type every day, you know, after the school. In, in English? I got used to the keyboard. In, in, in the English, English keyboard, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, in English keyboard. Uh, and and there's a history for our language in computer. Uh, I'll get there you know, when, when the topic is right. So uh, I got typed for her paper, so I think some of the, some of the document Many, many grammatically wrong and misspell many typo wrong. So, but anyway, I I got introduced and um, special games as a teenage. I love playing games like Aladdin and other motorbike racing. I remember you, you played on the PC. Yeah, sure. With the key, I think that with the space things like the Aladdin is able to. Put a knife or throw an apple yeah. to the enemy. Yeah, yeah, that's a very basic games I play on the PC. Uh, and then the mine, of course, right? Of we do course. have a yeah. <laughs> these so are funny. very fascinating. Yeah. So you had you played PC on games. Did you have any other video games? Because I know Tihan actually had like a, oh, had a game store, yes. right? And he was had like N sixty four or whatever. It's a it's a it's a very famous shop in Burma. Uh, there's a t- Let's say there's a tea shop. Uh, most of the Bamish men or women would like to sit in the tea and talk about their days. 
their jobs, their family. Tea is a very rich cultural, you know, combined in our society. Mm. Uh, let's just say it's it, it from the, I think from India or something, British might bring it here. And it's kind of cultural now. You, you will see many good coffee shops, but you will see many tea shops in Burma. Yes, uh, tea culture. And there's a beer pub, yeah, there's a say, beer station, and there's a game shop. Those three are in every corner of the street <laughs> in Yango. Yes. Mm. So uh, the, the, the game is like, a, it was a family game, but uh, uh, later there's a PlayStation from Sony and those game shops were very famous for the teenage and young boys. We got you, we got, we got to spend many of our pocket money in the game shops. And we are very pleasing. <laughs> well, we stop eating and we just start playing games and we're so, good. <laughs> so fun. So how did you meet people, by the way? Was it just in school, but also these games? Oh, shows? yeah. Okay. Okay. How, how do we socialize? Okay, very important. First thing first, uh, like I said, uh, people are very friendly. So if you are friendly with your neighbor, their children are become friendly instantly. I might, I might say their parents force to do so, but they're willing to, you know, stay greeting and they might even go to school together. That's a kind of culture. Yeah, it's very Asian. That's very Asian. Yeah, very Asian, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if your parents know each other, your kids are looking for each other in school and class and play together sometime. So that's how we got, this is the first thing. Second thing, the people who sit uh, you know, beside you is your close friend immediately in the school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the first day you go there, you just say hello and random stuff to the people who sit next to you, and boom, you got a best friend in the second day. <laughs> <laughs> so getting to know each other is not a thing in the society. Uh, just um, just a place where you are at and who you met. It's very important. Mm. So uh, we don't have uh, things like first impression or something like that. So even if you are like uh, doing some stupid things and running around, but if you're sitting beside somebody, you are you must be willing to communicate with them. So yeah. uh, there's a there's a class rotation. Um, you can just sit randomly in the class. So teacher are arranging, hey, uh, this role, um, you know, come up in. Next day, um, that's a rotation. I don't remember actually, but uh, that's how you meet people you know, by your family or, or parents, by the class. Or if you're the adventure guy, like going around sitting tea shop or playing games, you're likely to know more friends than any other of your friends. Might know in 10 years. Yeah. Wow. So okay. It's easy to get to know everybody if you do. Sure, that. it's fun in network. Yeah, that's how we do it. Wow, and and you said fireworks. Was it just you, or were you also like? Oh, you, oh, of course, my just, with my friends. It's your friends, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, also, uh, in, in the high school, uh, I was very notorious for like smoking or something. It's very, very forbidden things to do. Is it? Yes, yes. It is a. It's a life and death situation that like you, your parent might be coming to school and uh, trying to find your med with the headmaster even. <laughs> mm. So you can smoke. 
uh, and or drink, of course. I mean, so these are very restricted things. So. Yeah, I didn't realize but, uh, culture was like that. Like, so it's forbidden to drink and smoke mm-hmm. in Myanmar. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's no restricted ages. But the I think the label said under eighteen by law. You're not allowed to sell any of those cigarette or beer to the youngster. Ah, okay. But uh, anyway, I think uh, that's all the after all the choice of the teenage. Yeah, they still did it. Yeah, do why not? That's so crazy. And then yeah, okay. So I know talking to other folks, right? Did you use Messenger on the internet? Did you use like the Google Talk? That people have mentioned. Uh, you don't chat, but you call audio or video with your friends or random people on the internet. And uh, Gtalk is very famous in Myanmar. Mm-hmm. So basically, you open an account on Google and you got chatting account. I think Google is trying to go all in one back in the day, like 2005 or all. So you open Gmail and you got Gtalk instantly. So uh, just like the, the, the strategy is good. So <clears throat> people around here sharing email is very important. And there's no, you know, Friendster or Yahoo. It's not a very famous thing in South Asia. I think people don't use Yahoo things or Friendster or MySpace. No, that wasn't a thing. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but, but in the Western world, like, uh, this is very famous, right? My star, my MySpace and Friendster are very famous. Yes, everyone with the Java phone. Uh, I think I remember Nokia the touchpad. So everyone have a app installed for them. But the in the South Asia, Gtalk is very famous. So okay. that's how they acquire uh, Google Talk. So it's now handoff. It's, uh, the service is no longer. In, uh, it's available to new user, I think. Yeah, you only got the Google handout for the new user. But that, that's so, how you talk to people online. Yes, right? sure. So, but the but the, the point is, you have to know the exact address of the people you like to talk, right? Oh wow. So yeah, you have to pass the hey friend, uh, how are you doing? Can you pass my G talk? Uh, can you pass your Google account? So that's uh, we share with the paper. And we write it, talk to me, this is my G-talk, hey, oh can you gosh. hang out with me? Yeah, so, yeah that's how we socialize. <laughs> so if you have, if you're very famous, and if you're very sociable, you trying to, you trying to write a post, you put an image attachment, and you send random people, a lot of people with the CC and BCC, that's we call email bomb, like you spread it around, your friend might be, Following to their friends. That's how sharing work. Remember Facebook sharing? Yeah. And uh, we used to do that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh. And so other than that, um, like did you you guys didn't have cell phones back then either, right? Cell phone. Oh yeah. Uh, so, so let me tell how how our 
Yeah, how did you end up with like a cell phone? Yeah, how did you end yeah, up with yeah, communication? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, the live phone was uh, the majority of community came in from the live phone. So it, it, it came in with the installation from government. You have to, I think, submit a form and waiting for like one or two years. Man, that was a uh, that was expensive. I think around twenty two thousand dollar or three thousand dollar. This is the iPhone. Just for the line phone. No, no, no iPhone. Just for the line phone. Just for a line phone. Oh my. Line gosh. phone. Just wow. You had to spend. <laughs> So most homes don't have a communication channel. Right. So, so you, uh, they are leasing uh, that kind of thing. So let's say uh, in the neighborhood, I have a line phone. So uh, the neighborhood might want to communicate with the other relative in other area of the country. Mm-hmm. They might share that number. So uh, like uh, we have to, you know, call for the help. Hey neighbor, we are, you know, trying to given your number to our family so in case of emergency would you would you like would you like us to call for them something like that mm-hmm. so you have to run you have to be okay with your neighbor if you want to have a, that kind of community it's a privilege <laughs> really privilege that's wild. it's a what just a man just by saying it I, my mind is blowing now so it's, it's it's that much difficult um so let's say the live phone was good, and yeah, but normally people don't have access to the the phone. So you have to use the pay phone, you know, like a, a five minutes or something. They charge for you. And many Burmese men will see men, so they walk on foreign on the cruise or other container ships. So if you want to talk back to the family, you have to. Uh, you have to wait for, for this, the overseas to go. I think it's very expensive things. Uh, you have to pay for like dollar. You have to pay in like dollar. Um, so let's say after those lines, so we have uh, some kind of opening because I think the UN is pressure the military government, so they have to open some of the communication and internet things yeah i heard i i heard all the rich people had like cell phones right oh yes 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 they do that's why i'm trying to say that even if you have a many you can have the cell phone because you you need the connection with the uh, government body because you know they own the communication setup and other networking so uh, you need to know somebody in there so yeah, like, it's all about it's crazy. who you know. Yeah. And it's about, yeah, who you know. about the government if you're friends with the government. Or that's not true, man. Until 2008. Until 2008. And that's when, yeah. is, that when is that when iPhones? That's when the other telecom yeah, came in and open up. So it's a very reasonable price now. You only pay for $1 for a syncap, less than $1. So it's very reasonable for many people. And now people mostly have a Chinese-built Android phone or keypad. Anybody has a phone number. So if you are willing to walk in Myanmar, you need to have a Bible, right? That the, 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 the SMS things, like. So uh, many people in here use Bible. So they will just say, I will send a condition via the Bible. That's it. 
So they still use Viper there. That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a very famous business too in Bama right now. <laughs> but people don't use WhatsApp? Like, I'm sure people still use WhatsApp there oh, too. Oh. Uh, the, the, the sector of people who use WhatsApp is like, I think less than 2% of the, the whole Really? Country. So it's all Viber? Really, really, all Viber. You, you, you have to, that, that's why I mentioned that, you have to have a Viber app in your phone if you want to do business. Yeah. So even the plumber and uh, um, general electric technician, well, they, 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 they have a Viber. So you just tap them from the Viber, hey, and you can um, fix something like that and they can, you know, yeah. Okay, so that's really interesting just about how you guys communicate. Yeah. But how did you become so interested in developing? Like, was that in high school when you got the internet or was that when you went to university? Okay, okay. So uh, back, in the high, back in the high school, uh, I'm not really into programming and stuff. I don't even know if that exists. Uh, I have uh, some wondering for you know, who built those things and what tools do they use to build this app or uh, the games. Yeah, because they didn't teach uh, that to you, right? No, school. Nope, nope. There is no curriculum. And they still don't have it right now. So mostly, programmer and bomber are stuff that they are uh, struggling very much themselves. And much of the Computer Science School are uh, recently opened, I think around 15 years. So it's very young and it's a, it's a testing ground for us, you know, like they don't have a much academic thing. Yeah, I, I haven't heard about a lot of Burmese developers. It's, it's interesting. Like there's not a lot of them are educated in that. There's not a lot of um, developers uh, educated in Yeah, like I said, they, they do have a Computer Science School, but the other school, you either have a you don't have a family to support or you have to, you know, the looking for the, I think mostly high paying job rather than immersed into the computer science field. So, uh, let me guess, 98% quit after they graduate the computer science. That, that they, they quit? 98% quit after they, they quit. They, they no longer, no, no longer work with the computer staff. Any really? kind of computer staff. Really. That kind of drop, drop rate. So I'm very worried about the country future. But uh, as an individual, uh, there's nothing much I can do. But, but how, how did you learn? How did you learn though? How did oh, you yeah, learn yeah. Coding? yeah. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me walk through many of the degrees. Uh, that provided from the government board. So that's a famous university. So it's a you know, UCS one or something. So it's a was Yangon. it Yangon? Yeah, it's in Yangon. Yeah, it's a CS school. Uh, they have a two major providing right now. I think one is a um, software emphasized CS thing, and other is a hardware emphasized networking and other computer hardware. So these are the major building blocks of the the Zimbabwe Computer Society. Uh, most of the newcomers are very talented. I've seen some of the developers who's capable of doing you know native apps and other things right after they graduate. Mm. So they are very this generation is very talented and you know they have a passion. But the oldies just like 
uh, back in the day. Uh, we don't have many resources, many curriculum, or even the teachers are like, it's not, they're not that much motivated to do so. Yeah. Many of them like the essential, essential skill for the CS, and, but we do have a other related degree like information technology. Let's just say IT is a very famous word in here. So if you're a parent and if you're a family, uh, talking to other family, what your kids are doing, uh, they, they are they are attending the IT school and they're like, wow, IT school, wow, that's nice. <laughs> so based on the curriculum, uh, I just forgot to mention the career part. After the high school, you only have, um, I think, four or five choices. If your marks are great, your, your high school marks are great, you can only choose the medical school. Medical most school? Of the family, yes, most of the family's parents are like, either you're a doctor or engineer or a military, you are all like, you can't do anything. Mm. Mm. So the career choice is very biased for the youngster. You know, the, the other people are deciding for you and you are not willing to make your own decision, even in the 18 or 19 years old kid. Wow. So they are facing a lot of tragedy and dropout rates are high. Even if you're not drop out, you're not willing to do that kind of career path. You just pass the exam. After that, you're on your own. You're not, well, you're not doing anything that related with your degree. That kind of things happen a lot in Yemen. So how, what, what motivated you to pick? Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So my high school maths are not that great. So I can't try the computer science too. <laughs> so, so I was like attending the, I think the language school, I was majoring in English study, but it's not that much education involvement. It's a, I, do you, do you know how, how the remote studying work? No, it's a no. Kind, tell me okay, about that. Yes. Okay. You just go to university. It's, it's called distant education. You just okay. visit the university 10 days and boom, you got an exam. And then you graduate in three years. That's mm. the distant education world. So the teachers are expected me or other students to do their job, uh, to, to, to study themselves. But the, the curriculum they provide is not that great. Uh, you, have, you have no resources. So basically my degree is English, BA in English. Oh, so geez. it's a, <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy, man. So, uh, so the university is, is mostly focused on linguistic and right. other language study. So, Bami study, English study, Chinese. These are not very useful. So, most of the students end up in there. So, after that, you have to go on your own. You have to choose the path you want. <laughs> So you chose so the path I, of becoming a developer. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's all coincidence. Let's just say, in December of two thousand eight, um, my 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 father, especially my father, worked in Hong Kong and UAE. So uh, he he wanted me to join the engineering school anyway. So, but then 
I'm not that interested in engineering stuff or things because uh, <laughs> I'm very lazy and I, I just only want to play the game. Right, right, right. <laughs> so right. So he 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 put me in the home and he don't provide any kind of pocket money. So unless I'm willing to uh, prove him I'm worthy, so I'm I have to save. My old pocket money and join the join the class in, in in the particular school. Let's just say uh, there's a vocational training school, mm-hmm. and they taught the software, you know, building stuff thing. So I trying to go that class with my old money, and wow. I study there, and I I build uh, some. What do you call a uh, shopping cart stuff uh, to let's just say account account application for my mom. So every time she go to the um, market, what market? So uh, I I can record how many things are there and what she are buying. Uh, at the end of the month, I can get a, a document for her. Ma, look, this is how much you spent on this thing, this thing, this thing. So. One day, my father saw it. He was like, "Wow, you can build software stuff." I thought you were playing game all the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool, dude. Like you figured out how to build like a program for your mom to record. Yeah, everything. yeah. Not by myself, of course. Uh, I oh, just yeah. study for the class. But that's really so cool, though. That, mm-hmm. So. Uh, my father said, mm, "You're not, you're not bad, you're not bad, but you're not good." <laughs> so he he tried to put me at that school. You like that school, right? So that school is providing uh, what do you call a degree from the UK. So it's kind of like a, it's kind of like the diploma. Diploma, yeah, a, yeah, diploma. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of diploma things. And after you completing the diploma, uh, diploma, you can join the higher education to the. University level, degree level, undergrad, of course. So I joined the degree, uh, I joined that uh, diploma things, and uh, my marks are high. I don't know why. You don't know why. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not that. I'm not that serious into desk computer science yet. But um, I try to figure out things. uh, I quickly realized that I'm good at. Coding. Information analyzing, yes, coding, and especially I'm good at system design. By the way, so, what, what did you build that application in? Was that CSS or oh, C++? Oh, it's, it's in VB Donut. It's oh a very gosh, that's old. It's a that's old and hey, it's got a job then. Yeah. <laughs> VB is single thread, and every programmer hate it, especially on the Donut platform. And uh, most of them are abandoned nowadays, and you won't find any kind of Developer, it's like a Kubo or other thing, but it's kind of high level things. Uh, but uh, you get build the application quickly, especially if you are building for the user interface. It's just drag and drop, and you connect things, and you should write some business logic like here and there. Was it on PC? It was on PC. Oh, yeah, right? it wasn't. It wasn't Windows. So yeah. my my relation with Macintosh is like uh, I I got some exposure in the uh, middle school, at the, uh, our family couldn't afford any kind of math at all, uh, so, so I'm not I'm not into Apple ecosystem or other iOS related things. 
Uh, that's why. That's why I'm, I'm. I'm. My first proven and language I'm exposed is .NET platform. So I'm very used to that things. The PC that both, in general. Yeah, PC of course. Yes. And so then, that's how I started. Yeah. So that's how you started, and then sure. what happened? Convincing how, my mom. <laughs> for revealing your mom, and then what happened yeah. in the in taking that course for the diploma? You just got better oh. and better. Uh, yeah. What, what languages so, did you learn, by the way? Okay. I'm, okay. Yeah. Okay. I walked through all the journey. So the diploma things they talk they talk from basis, very basis. They talk the VB back. <laughs> so the the VB donor was a uh, very famous in two thousand nine. It's a is it might be it might be obsolete in other country, but for the some reason. My diploma have a Vivi Journal course, and there's a Java. Mm-hmm. It's kind of related things. Uh, one thing is OB is combined, other is a combined too. But one is from the Donut platform, and one is from open source. Wow, I was just first introduced open source words in the diploma class. So the word is came into my mind like open source. You open what things? <laughs> you open what? I mean, it's a free. Uh, you can modify it. Uh, you can distribute it. You can even sell it. So, wow, what is it doing? I was like, oh, one thing that uh, back in the day, Bamis uh, don't really purchasing software license. It's oh, really? a phenomenal culture. Really, so they, didn't like they don't. It? They they like it. They like it. They want to use it free. They don't think software free. is a yeah. yes. Software is a there's a things to pay or things to spend on. So they think like the software must be free. It's time for free. Uh, mostly I mean crack. You know, it's a pirate thing, like unlicensed. So basically I, I I have to erase that kind of uh that kind of mentality and stuff. So uh for now, uh as I'm walking now, so I have to purchase everything. Yeah, because you can't pirate, of course. pirate, you nope, can't pirate nope. stuff now. It's bad now. No, anymore. Yeah, it's yeah. better now. And there's a restriction. So many things are subscription-based. So you can fake it. So back in the day, Windows uh, easily cracked. And I remember the Visual Studio. I first used this crack behind the training center. You know, uh, I was like, hey, this, the trial is gone. And I think something like you need to purchase or something. Uh, and the train is training teacher came in and hey it's easy you run this fine boom 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 <laughs> it's gone <laughs> i was like what <laughs> so it's probably illegal but no one said it right it's illegal and uh, no one says it uh, we are very weak in ip you know yeah literally our ip laws are came in from the british law back in the 1940 around things so it's totally obsolete first thing and um, it's not Covering for the created media like drawing, audio, uh, software especially. So basically, you can do anything. Uh, it's not that much worse compared to China, but the IP law are very weak in here. That's that's crazy and mm-hmm, crazy. So yeah. you you learned Java. What else did you learn? Yeah, okay. You, you they they had, they taught the basic networking stuff and hardware things. A plus. Um. That's a that's a very interesting topic in the module. It's the database design testing. Mm-hmm. 
Another thing is analysis, uh, information analysis writing. It's a figuring out what the client need, what they want, how to how to normalize things and denormalize things, such as such. And those two modules are very interesting personally to me. Uh, first thing is SQL, the database design talk yeah. to language called SQL, and I am very fascinated by it. SQL is like you describe what you want, and you get what you want. You don't have to write anything in detail. It's like, wow, this really fast and it's working. So uh, back in the school, we were taught like relational, you know, math. So the databases came in from that math theory. So that relational is working for me. So I can build some kind of information system and. I just figured out all the things by the books. Yeah. So one thing about the books too, um, we can't buy the study material. You can't buy it. Yes, there's no store. There's no. Let's just say in digital form. That's wow. That's it. That's that's it. Very very cumbersome and very. That's a there's a wall always. You hit every time you get exposed to the new things, you hit the wall. That's why everyone is giving up. Yeah. I visit to the I remember BC BC as in British British Library or something. That's a library, very famous library in Burma. One is built by the British, one is built by the American. So uh, American Center is a very famous no, but the BC is like a uh, what was a treasure. You know, place for me. It has everything I need to read. So I go there, make a membership in um, in the British Library, um, and study books. But the most of them are obsolete, and they are pretty much out of date. Uh, so that's a problem for the software developer. So if you're reading the uh, not the cutting edge books, you might find your program might not be working as instructed in the book. Yeah, I, I want to ask you, like, how did you adjust to that? Because, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it with your career too, but how did you keep adjusting to the evolving, like, code language? Okay, okay. So, uh, the rest of the world are moving very fast, right? And uh, we are lagging very behind. Yeah. So, that's, that's why I'm trying to find my own way. So, that's how intro I got introduced Torrent. By some friends. Oh, that's great. Hey, did, that's, that's that's it. So, a country like in here, torrent is very useful. I mean, it's totally illegal. It's un unethical to do so. But back in the day, it was the only way for us. The torrent things. So I can buy the up-to-date books and study material. So what do I do? I go to the oh, there's a shop. There's a shop who could sell a book for you. They download everything from the internet. I think they might pirate too. So, and they sell back from the CD. Mostly I get book from there mm -hmm. because internet is not very good. So I, I remember now that those CD shots are now gone. But, uh, but in around in 2008 and nine, uh, those CD shots are selling many of the Adobe software, Microsoft Office things. Uh, games and books. 
I buy most of the books from there. They came a CD packed with the title like .NET everything. So <laughs> you extract that, and there's a list of books. It's like a random stuff. It's a mess. You have to figure out which version you want, and there there must be a good chance that you found a latest book. <laughs> and this is through torrents. This is all through torrents. It's through torrent. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, but but the, I cannot use torrent as internet is not very stable in the home. Um, I only bought those books from the the CD shop, the, as I mentioned. Yeah. So that's how I got the new learning resources. I don't know how, how other people are getting. I try many ways, like going to other British library. I try to torrent some of the books. I try to buy CD ROMs from other downloading stuff. Yeah. That's how I pass the walls. It's very difficult. Man, it's difficult. So you, gra- you graduated, but I'm assuming that a lot of people you graduated with probably don't develop anymore. Sure, they don't have uh, any development skills. Um, um, I think most of them just came for the diploma. I think the naming, uh, yeah, of course. the name, so, the title, uh, uh, the title. Yeah, after that, they might do the family jobs. They might join the corporate with other career path. So <clears throat> I don't think most of the developers are flying in the IT war. Yeah. That's really sad, actually, because there's so much potential. Sure. Youngsters these days are very talented. So the school I used to go stay running. Uh, it stay creating the many of their talent pools. Uh, the Yangon CS school, Yangon CS, uh, you know, university is very famous, and their curricula are keeping up to date. They now top some of the AI stuff, you know, uh, by academic or by practical. Mm. But things are improving during these 10 years. So I'm very glad that Youngster had a chance to assess that kind of higher that's, education. That's awesome. And, and for sure. you, when you graduated, like, were there a lot of jobs for developers? Like, what was that like? Okay, job. Um, I... Uh, the the, the 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 diploma class took uh, I think two years around. So after the diploma, before joining the degree things, I tried to work in the small web development company. So it's a it's a very small people like four or five people are building websites for the clients. So our major clients are like um, the radio stations and other television stations owned by the state government. Of course, because they so, pay. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, true, they pay. Other business couldn't afford or they don't see the value value or opportunity of the site we provide. So only the government website are famous back in the 2009. So I got involved in the web development. So WG School. So let's just say it was my first first website to study. It's, it, it was not a Mozilla developer network. Yeah. <laughs> now I know that the uh, the society you study is very important and it's very influenced to you. So I, I was thinking that, wow, what development is very easy. WG School, here we go. This stack, this stack, this stack. And boom, I am a web developer now. I got 
to the get to the uh, get to the co-editor and okay man here we go we start building this user interface i was like what wait what what property i use what html tag did i choose i was like very delaying myself and landing on the very wrong way i i, I make a lot of you know very mis small mistake like here and there but that's normal for career. a first job right that's normal sure man i does i start with the school it's uh, i'm not i'm not ashamed of that uh, yeah, yeah. you know i'm you totally be. okay with that yeah I'm totally okay with that <laughs> so i guess to the website business um i was just intern uh my my primary job is to assure that the site is working on many browser so i kind of like gui stuff so were, were you front end or back end by the way oh oh <laughs> that, that's that's the first time i tried to the company i was uh I, the interviewer was asking me about the phd things you know phd is very famous in here I, I believe in many Asian countries. Yeah, PHP. So because right. it's fast and you can find developer easily. So I was just hired as a backend intern. Backend intern and I started developing the very basic code, like assessing the database thing. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, one or two weeks, I believe, I, I was figuring out here, Hey, this site is not working on Opera. This site is not working on this thing. And the trainer said, "You are very good at making sure things are working here and there. So let's just say you test this for us." So I'm like tester now. <laughs> <laughs> so the senior developer, the people who's who were working six or one years, just been about one years, are like, "Hey, oh." you try to test this site for me and i was like making sure every link is clickable everything is accessible uh the you know responsive is the the, the, the device form factor are not that important yet mm -hmm. because we are making all the desktop sites so form must be correct the color so they give some of the design i start building some of the front stuff uh, that's the first time I got introduced by the front end. And I'm very fascinated with the JavaScript, of course. Um, that's, that's cool. Yeah. You, you, they, they forced you to do QA and then they gave you front end. That's interesting. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> my, my colleague forced me to do, hey, you no longer write again. You're not, you're not that, you're not that, you know, um, important in here. So let's just move you to the front end. So, uh, I may say, I, I got pretty much done the backend job so let's just say i'm like full stack that's so awesome though. i got mm, i got exposed to both of the walls so uh it's a what development is in my dna so i know how the basic stack i work and i stay apply many of the things i learned from the intro that's doing, great even in today yeah so how did you deal with like the oncoming modern technology then like you know, because everyone started moving away from Flash. Uh, everyone started doing Ruby on Rails. Oh, like, how did yes. you? How did how did Myanmar adjust to that? Because okay. you know, you knew Java, but then all of a sudden, all these crazy things came out of nowhere. Python, okay, yeah. Ruby on Rails. <laughs> yeah, how did you guys so, adjust? Like, crazy thing is, very very coincidentally, uh, I I'm a Rails developer myself. So uh, 
uh, I study for my client. They uh, deliberately mentioned the name. You must use Ruby on Rails. I was like, what? I'm PHP guys, and I don't know anything about the Ruby and other stuff. So, okay, let's say 2009. Uh, I think after one or two years, Apple CEO, the Steve, trying to kill the the, the flash thing. Yeah. Uh, the good thing is my manager who trying to, <clears throat> he also my teacher, he trying to taught me the very basis of the web stuff. It must be accessible. It must be easy to use. You know, it must have a, a refresh thing. It can go back to the history, that kind of basic stuff. Your, that kind of, your segment are not good. You know, I got introduced the REST API. This is how you write an API. This is how you talk with the other server. So I I remember I used to write jQuery every day. jQuery was my was my very first JavaScript library, and I still love today. Um, it, it, it was first love. Let's just say uh, <laughs> JavaScript is not yeah. JavaScript is not that uh, evolving quickly. That's this. Right. Um, jQuery is very famous, and I can do everything with jQuery back in the day. So animation, font validation, scrolling, tapping, other things. Many of the user interface um, during that in ten years is uh, built by jQuery. I think. And I use the I remember Symfony and Cake PHP. These are like frameworks. I used to write a very pure PHP things and is a uh, is crash a lot. <laughs> and of course, yeah. For what developer, we have to learn many things: security and performance and optimization for backend, of course. So, but the the thing is, it's not talk in the academic. Come on, who talk you? No one how to that. optimize? Yeah. That's it. Web server. I I I got I I have. The very nightmare configuring with the engineers. It is a very new thing. Uh, I have a small experience with the Apache web server. So it's easy to configure and there's a many tutorial. Learning curve is really hard, really hard for us because of internet difficulties and electricity. Yeah. So, what was that like? <laughs> because the electricity okay, was like, going out, right? Working is like, yeah. So we have to buy the small generator from the China. Oh my gosh. It's like you have to pull the plug, boom, and then it, it's not auto start or something. It don't have a battery to auto start. You, you can just press the button and the uh, engine will start. So we have to go out there and pull ourselves right. if the electricity is gone. Back in the day, uh, the electricity was in, it's a shift. I mean, if your morning session is done, your electricity is gone for the whole day. Oh my god! So they divide the township in the huge session. Um, session A is, um, it has a routine, you know, risk rotating around, and we have to uh, think about is our time, is our time, and even you cannot even cook probably, you know, you wake up in the morning, and the electricity is gone. <laughs> So AC is a very, you know, 
limited to us. So during the night, if you are using AC and boom, electricity is gone, you can't do anything nice. So you have to open all the doors. It's very cumbersome. It's yeah. difficult for us. Every day, every day, life quality is very low in here back in 2009. Mm-hmm. So after that, things keep changing. I think during these 10 years, a decade, uh, is much improved. So when you so, were working, right, what, what programs were you using and how, like, because obviously you, do you, you probably had to torrent like the new programs that were coming out to build mm-hmm. things, right? How, how mm-hmm. easy was that to do or how hard was that to do? Okay. So the, the very first time I got introduced Linux was in 2010 in the same job, of course. I was promoted to the some junior position. So, the, so basically, within Sysman, I'm doing good, so they hire me, of course. Cool. Yeah. So before, before, before Sysman, I don't get any kind of salary. Oh, wow. I don't get any kind of salary, and I, I walk to the job. I walk to the job, and I spend my own uh, pocket money from families, and I have to rely on my family, of course. Right. So I got introduced Lenis in my junior year of in the work. Um, the the very first Linux distro I introduced is Ubuntu. It's very famous. Yeah, how this did you came, how did you get access to it though? Oh, it came with a CD. Okay, there's that's a good. That's good. there's a what do you call passionate community in here who trying to promote open source operating system in the Burmese community. Mm. So they try to incorporate Burmese language in the Ubuntu operating system and trying to distribute to the area and the other you know smaller villages so these communities are very active very active and um, they're trying to incorporate everything on the Ubuntu platform and uh, I I found very useful very productive in the job area so Ubuntu is my 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 first operating system of the Linux and I use a GE edit, which is a built-in platform in the Ubuntu. It's a test editor. So basically, when I got when I go to this the job, I I write some of the code in GE edit and sometimes Vim. So one of my senior introduced Vim to me. He opened that terminal to me, and I can't even close it. So I have to search on the web how to uh, come on. <laughs> I, I I try many chucky like control Q, control W. It's a it's a kind of quick sketchy. These are like quick shortcut, but it doesn't work. I I first introduced. It was like throwing to me, you know. He, yeah, he was throwing to me. It's very foreign. Yeah. So, um, so I got introduced to that editor. Mostly we are working on Firefox. Yeah. That's how I get into the open source things. Yeah, so, Firefox was very popular back then too. Very, very popular because for us for the developer, you need a debugging things, right? For yeah. Chrome, Chrome is not there yet. Uh, I believe the only developer tools we got is uh, Firebug. Mm. It's very popular. You can even debug JavaScript and CSS in there. So most of the time, uh, the only things I need to work is Test Editor and Firefox. That's all I need. And I get start working on things. That's know? so interesting. So did everyone, mm-hmm. did your whole team have to learn together, I'm assuming? Because they didn't know, right? Like it was evolving with the modern world. 
Sure, so, sure. So uh, most of the developer use the window operating system. Yeah. So they use the application called, it's a freemium, I think. It's a free to use, but uh, if you want to pay for it, it's totally fine. It's a Note Plus Plus. Yes. It's a test editor. Very, very, yeah. yes, very basic, but uh, it's, it gets the job done. Uh, the thing is, like, it has a syntax highlighted. So when I get used to the Ving and other G things, I I can install other plugins, like highlighting the syntax, uh, showing the line number, and basic debugging things. So I'm not into Plus, but I use the mostly built-in test editor. Mm-hmm. So we are learning together, but some of them are trying new things and they're trying to use other operating system or other browsers too. So Opera is our second favorite choice. Yeah, Opera's Chrome, great. Opera's great. Very great, very great. Because uh, Opera Mobile is very famous on the Java phone, right? Mm. So Opera Mini, I think Opera Mini is uh, very fast in the uh, 3G network. And so I have a small cellular phone. So it has a building Opera Mini browser. So I use some of the website in the, um, yeah. So basically we use the Ubuntu as a you know, building operating system and we build most of our stuff on the open source thing. So Apache is basically free. MySQL is also open source. So uh, most of the site we build is using free stuff. And yeah. Yeah. So you guys were doing all web, but then when did the iPhone come? And like, when did you, did you, did you start developing for the iPhone or is just, we were just focused on web? Oh, oh yeah. So as a web developer, we are not that, we're not that, what do you call, falling to the iOS terminology. Right. It's a kind of like, Street of Vision is very simple. The first, um, he knew and uh, he tried to, you know, bring all the West stuff into the as a native. He has a vision that uh, he will kill the flash thing. It's a propriety, of course. So web is like a standard thing. So you can build on any platform and you can ship that software quickly to the customer. Let's just say uh, in order to ship as a native apps, um, you, you need to code in that native platform and you need a distribution channel like Play Store or App Store. It's very cumbersome and it took a lot of time for developing, debugging, you know, understanding what the user might require. For the web, you only need one URL address. It's very convenient, it's shareable, it's accessible. So when the iPhone is came in out, uh, so most of our audience don't use the iPhone, of course, yeah. in Palmer. So they have a small Java base, you know, it's not even touchable. It, it, it's, it's mainly used by the keypad. Mm-hmm. So there's a pointer there. So we're not that much into the native platform yet, but the Android phone are rising too. So it's very affordable. The very first brand I remember, I got a prototype from the company is like, uh, HTC, do you know mm-hmm. that brand? For, yes, it's HTC, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's very famous in the Asia. Uh, the HTC is a very innovative back in there. Uh, their display are very good, just like the Samsung. And they have a full body aluminum building. 
So it's very stylish. It's very few premium, and their battery life is enormous. So Street Job is like the iPhone are not that great,、mm. you know, compared to the HTC things in Asia. So we are not into the Apple ecosystem or anything. So let's just let's just say we are free from platform and、right. stuff. So the thing that、uh, that came into our Office one day is phone、uh, factor. So basically, if client are saying I have a new smartphone came in from the foreign country,、uh, I can't use our website in this browser. Oh, That's wow! That's the complaint. Yeah, I was like, wow, you want to use website in the、uh, portable device? We were like developer are like joking behind the client, you know? Oh, you want to use、uh, that kind of portable things?、Uh, we were thinking about. Processing power,、uh, also in battery. We were thinking that our side is not capable running on this device. But he trying to show me. Look, look at this side, and he can easily move around from page to page. What year was this? What, what year was this? Two thousand ten. Later, I think、uh, yeah. late two thousand ten. Yeah. Okay. So there, many people are using iPhone. Yeah. Back in the day, I think iPhone three or four, something like that.、Hmm. Don't remember detail much, but、uh, so we have to start fixing it because、uh, what's like basically broken. So so testing layout, or so we have to adjust the layout,、uh, which support the small font better. Yeah, responsive so, design. <laughs> yeah. Sure, it yeah. came in. So responsive design just came in. That's crazy. But CSS CSS is not support yet. We have to write everything manually. Really? Oh my god. Yes, floating, floating, wow, floating <laughs> left and right, and everything is floating around and crazy, man. CSS is. <laughs> but still, love it. Yeah, that's so funny because, like, I'm I'm sure everybody learned together, right? Because you guys didn't know what that was. Oh, we 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 have no idea what those guys are. <laughs> that's we were crazy. Even, we we were even joking that. They want to use this awful website on the Spotify. Yeah, they they can't be. <laughs> We just complain everything. Our、yeah. site is using this this this, and you can't use it because、uh, many things are heavy in JavaScript. So basically, it's glitching. Some website are not even working properly on the mobile side. Right. We were not we were not thinking far ahead and thought what. Website access from the mobile device are coming up. So mobile what? We we have no idea. It's it's break in the head. One thing we don't have device. That's for sure. Exposure. We don't have any kind of exposure to the new device from Fedora and other getting each thing. So we lack for it until the client pushes us to do so. Yeah, because it's more money for you guys, right? So <laughs> they they don't pay for. Oh no, that's not good. They don't pay for it because I think I think like we have to face it. They think the size problem, so oh, it has to be working on this and this, and they don't mention it on the contract. Anyway,、uh, we got this and learn some some of the responsive design、uh, here and there. So that's how I get started. So join as a tester, QA, and try and get back to the backend. So for the backend, I 
mostly write in the PHP framework because right. they handle many of the security hopes, uh, filtering. So I got introduced NVC things like uh, the way we structure our code, like modeling, view, and controller things. And I got used to it. And then I found the very beautiful language called Ruby. Yeah. So it was a, it was a very, very uh, darling to me because uh, PHP is, back in 2010, PHP is very, very, I, I might say ugly compared to Ruby. So in Ruby, it's a very conventional. I mean, you just give the proper name and the program work properly. So that's a philosophy behind it. So the the creator has a thinking of a, the way of giving names is uh, important, and we were not thinking that much. And I I was very I jumped the platform. <laughs> Developer right. said, uh, "Yeah, I dropped the PHP things and I start going moving into the I remember race three or something." Mm. So Race 3 was very popular and many of the clients Hong I got many open source sorry many outsource things from Hong Kong and other areas. So they want me to use the race. So I don't know why they claim specific technology to me, but uh, I might they, they might get hard from the other technical person that raised it makes business big thing that um, right. we developers must follow here and there, yeah. So when you were doing backend and, and you adopted Rails, this is when you were actually doing the the responsive design, right? Because that's when mm -hmm. you had to adjust everything, right? Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. sure. Rails, like, uh, there's a term called monolithic, uh, which is uh, you building everything inside a particular framework. So Ray is like a monolithic. It stay there. The the latest Ray in 2020 is stay monolithic. But uh, it's it's get the job done. I mean, it's very easy to learn. It's a uh, it's not very fast thing. Ray is slow. Uh, Ray is very slow, and especially if you're embedding a lot of business logic in there. So. For the web developer, security and optimization is a, you know, it's the a key. journey. It's a key in your journey. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a journey. It's, it's, there's no endpoint. You can say I'm security expert in what? Because everything has a whole security as in the, in, in the house example. I just say you have a, you have a, a bit house and every door must be properly closed. If you forget one door, what's the point of other doors? I mean, somebody could just come in from the back door, right? Yeah. So security is kind of like that. You have to put every awareness you could ever find, and it has to be continuously improved. So also the performance stopping. You can't just get enough of speed, yeah? especially in these days. Everyone expect everything to be loaded in in a, in a matter of a second. No boom, mm. need to be loaded, right? So is is all the continuous topic? Yeah. Question for you though. I know Zoggy, like uh, I know they just converted to Unicode now, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But how has that 
coding for a Zoggy website because that would be okay, right? The the font would shrink or right, it'd be too big. Right. Like, how did you handle that? Right, right, right. Here comes the topic. Remember, yeah. I I postponed the title. Yeah. So the yeah. So here we go. So we bomber have a script for Zoggy. I won't mention any name, but uh, it came from the secondary city of our country, Mandalay. So uh, the it has a predecessor like NeoZD or other phone stuff. Um, it has a copyright issue over there. People fought here and there for the uh, own right mm. for developing Bambi script. Bambi script are uh, like uh, my said, uh, Mongolia or Southern India script. You need to be combine every character in order to pronounce or make sense of the words. Right. And like the Chinese words, it's complete with correct one single stroke of representation of the character. Let's just say, let's just say one Chinese word. It has a meaning. It has a pronunciation. So if you combine with other things, it still have the same pronunciation, but in different meaning, of course, yeah. because you combine with other character. Bami's walks are not walking like that. In English, of course, you already know speaks is very important in English words. Yes. So let's just say James goes to school. So James space goes. That's, there's a space. That space is grammatically mandatory in order to walk as a sentence, right? Yes. Otherwise, you combine James with ghost, it's become nonsense. So uh, in Bambi, space is not that much important. You can put space, it's totally optional, it's for readable. So otherwise, we don't normally use space as a, a sentence separator or grammar mm. things. So it's very different from the Chinese and English things. So we are in our own category. <laughs> so Bambi, as you will notice that, it's a very much in cycle thing. Many of the things are uh, seem like a very rounded shape. Yes, you know? yes. Yes, it, it's, all, it's all fancy. It's very cute. Some people find it cute. So many of my Japanese um, um, friends who study Bambi found very fancy. Because they don't normally have a cycle in the Japan, um, but in Korea, of course, Korea used a lot of cycle things. So Zoji was developed by some property developers. So um, the copyright is in his ownership, of, of course. So government and document are not in digital format yet at the time. So many of the tasks are converted as a Zoji. So Zoji is not the bad thing, I might say, because it's helped improve the entire language and digitalize uh, being the whole language. So let's just say that's ACI2Go, right? Mm -hmm. ACI2Go is uh, like embedded back in the, before in the Second World War. So uh, you can even tap with the, I don't know, the, the, the people who send a message during the World War is like using the tap thing, right? And you just angle 
in the other side, right? He got there and I got right. Yeah. So Asidu was invited for the American. So other character from the other language are not able to encode in the Asidu. It's basically like it has a limit, first thing. And you also need other punctuation like hyphen, comma, semicolon, colon, etc. etc. So um it has a limit. So you can embed many languages in Asidu. So Japanese invented their stuff. So the problem is the problem is the the script written in Japanese are translated into nonsense in English because they are using the same space. Let's just say uh, a particular space and there's a hundred room for English character. Let's just say hundred rooms, including small and capital letter and punctuation. So in Japanese, those hundred words are totally different, right? Yes. So if somebody is sending you Japanese letter to the English speaking war, it's totally nonsense. Right? Yeah. That kind of thing is happening right now in Burma. Zoji and Junico things exactly like that. So how so, do you guys handle that? So many of the developer, famous developer like Satan and other things, others others developer writing uh Converter. Converter is like working. If you input the Zoji, and you can translate into it's not translate thing. It's convert. Convert, convert to into yeah Unicode yeah. and uh, vice versa. Yeah. So basically, that's how we solve things. It's not broken. As I given in the example of Zod, uh, Japanese for uh, sending to the uh, the English speaking script. So uh, you already know the Unicode consortium, right? There's a group who maintain. Yeah. The standardization of the Unicode. <clears throat> so we have a register there. So our characters are starting from the thousand Unicodes. Yeah, the Ka, the very first character of, just like the A, Ka uh, is a very first character of the BAM script. So Ka is in the, uh, then the position of uh, a thousand Unicode space. And then we start from there. Um, compared to English, we don't have a capital letter. Mm. So our script, are, mm, what do you say? Mesh less in space. So yeah, we, we don't. But some mm-hmm. websites like shrink the Zoggy, right? Like I know Facebook does a good job at like oh, maintaining oh, it, the, the size, right? But how do you sure, guys sure, read okay. that? Like how do you deal with the shrinkage, right? That's not good. Okay, uh, warp wrap, let's see. What wrapping is very controversial topic in Burmese. Yeah, I feel like that's because a real controversial. That's it, that's it. Because, uh, because as you already know that space is optional in our language, right? Yes. What wrap is very important for the spacing. Consider that. So uh, a quick brown frost something. So you put that test in the square space and you're trying to narrow it down or make it larger. The font might not be fit in that box, right? So that's why we introduced the uh, sorry CSS group introduced the uh, wall wrapping feature in CSS mm. and uh, was wrapping up wrapping out the AZ award in the underline. So it's working pretty much. So for Bambis, you have to figure out detail with the with the width and length of the script. So let's just say that's the testing. Uh, the task area is you have to mathematically calculate it 
how many pixels is taken and uh, how many pixels is the bounce. And then based on that, you have to separate the sentence. Mm. So it's a very controversial thing. Sir. And uh, seems complicated. The space, very complicated. Very complicated. Many people have many solutions. People, most of the people use space. That is totally optional, as I mentioned. So yeah, different solution. Um, it's the mess. But the Facebook developer are figuring out very good solution. I don't know how they do it. Yeah, I, seems complicated. Yeah. <laughs> very soon complicated, yes. I do believe that they have a dedicated team working on the bomb script. Yeah. And I believe in UK. So uh, very good job. They are doing such a great work. But how, 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 how do you think, you know, the rest of Myanmar could adjust to that? Do you think Myanmar can adjust to oh. not shrinking the font? Like what would be oh. the ideal way for, you know, Myanmar to adapt? Because obviously shrinking the font's not good, right? Mm -hmm. You can't read mm -hmm. that. Yeah, sure, sure. It's, it's totally hard the usability. So uh, not only for the end user side, uh, developer have to carefully think about how they store in database, right? You mm -hmm. can just store random keyboard input because you can assume that people have a unique keyboard. So uh, yeah, the one thing is that you have to use different keyboard for different input. I mean, if you want to write a Zorgi input, you must use a Zorgi keyboard. Yes. That's so difficult. basically, yeah. that's very difficult. For migration, compared to other countries, like our country computer literacy rate is very low. So people don't have any idea of the how browser work, what's the link, uh, what's the Google. They just skip all those parts and straight move into the mobile world. Oh, interesting. They live very interesting. So they have no idea how the internet will work and how we could uh, you know, maintain the secure account, privacy things, what content to share, what to not. Like I said, literacy rate is very low. So, so they, many of them don't, can't even use the PC, but they can use the mobile app. Mm. So user experience here is very strange. So migration is is a very nightmare in here. <laughs> so that's, that's not good, guys. How would you so, fix yeah, it? Let's see. Yeah. Okay, government trying to involve. That's activist group in Facebook and other area Unicode Unicode migration teams. So it's a very um, it's very good purpose for the entire country. Um, Many of them are working as a you know, volunteer, so I'm glad that there's a people willing to sacrifice their time and effort in order to move forward. Mm -hmm. so, so government now officially migrated to Unicode. I don't know what do they use. They need many of the documents to be digitalized because we still use many of the offline forms. There's still a form filling up every day. You just use the papers. So you can digitalize everything. As even the identity card, citizen identity card is stay in paper. So That's you can take it. Interesting. <laughs> That's interesting. Very interesting. You can identify a person with the card. Um, I think only the driving license is digitally readable. Uh, it's NFC readable. Yeah. So rest of the rest of the documents are staying 
in <laughs> offline mode. Yeah. Yeah. So government need a OCR because nobody could type in those huge documents, laws, law firm, lawyers, um, documented cases, government documents. Even the, I think the, the municipal and other police documents are still in offline, I think. So that's the issue. It needs to be documented that's, well. That's a, that's a very huge issue. Yeah. It's not searchable. It's not sortable. It's not accessible by other government body. Oh, wow. So transparency is a very hard thing to do here because things is a, it's not in digital form. How would you provide to other part of the government body, right? That sucks. I, I, That's I, yeah, I don't know. If I was in Myanmar, I'd be pissed. <laughs> sure thing, man. But they are, they are my bright side. Don't, 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 don't take me for all these <laughs> things. Uh, uh, Listening to other YouTuber, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, our country is rich in culture, very rich. They have a originated background, history. Mm. It's lovely. Lovely too, people. Yeah. But the thing is, we are stuck in the this loophole, like fun things. When you were growing up, right, and obviously you you faced all these technological problems with coding and you know going to web and then mobile. How were your family friends adjusting to that? Like, did they get their mobile oh, phones oh. too? Like, what what was that? Okay. Like? Yeah. Okay. Like uh, until two thousand eighteen, people are all using Zotti. Really? Come on. <laughs> really, really. It's, it's a matter of one or two years things. Yeah. So um, these days, uh, many people are using Unicode, of course, but um, there's a still left. I think more than 50% is in Zoji still. Oh my gosh. So there's many people to be migrate. They live in rural area. They don't have any resource. Mm. There's no official keyboard. Mm. So do you have to and, download the keyboard though? You right? Is it like you have oh, to download oh. that keyboard? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, but the, but the, the Google, for the Google keyboard, you don't have to. You just just. Oh, that's nice. It. That's cool. And then you, you talk about your auntie, right? The one that like introduced mm-hmm. to the internet. Mm-hmm. Was your family also like into technology? Were they, did they adapt well to like the oh. iPhone, mobile phones? Or did, do they not, do they just okay. still use their PC or end line phones? Like, what is that like? Okay. I have a brother and sister in family. Yeah. Younger. Uh, so. My younger brother is a mechanical engineer, so he used to this kind of technologies, and he he know very much about the migration thing, application, and the modern world, right? Yeah, modern world things like so. I'm not, uh, I'm he know his stuff, so he can migrate, he can he can do his own. That's good. Digital things, and yeah. he he can archive his own photos and other stuff. So. My sister also uh, can capable of doing stuff. Yeah. But my mom can handle herself because I I give some of the tools to them. My mom's and my grandparents, of course. Right. So they have a Google keyboard in there, so they can just tap the keyboard and switch to English and Burmese right away. So that's a language software for them. For the photo thing, photo and video archive and type things, I install Google Photo for them. So they just open the Wi-Fi and all the things are backed up in the cloud. So basically, they're using 
Messenger, Facebook. Uh, was it easy back. for them? Was it easy for them to use it, or did, oh, did it take oh, a time? Oh, they can, they can, they can, they can use it very easy. I don't know why. Facebook is a very familiar app in Dharma. Yeah. Let's just say it's a top, one of the top. So that's a that's a downside for that. So let's say if you search something, so would you look in the Facebook or in Google? Google for me. Of course, of course, everybody. But in Dharma, if you're looking for something, they don't know what, right? Yeah. They only know Facebook. They search on Facebook. So there's a political, yes, there's a political bias. There's a misinformation. Fake news, yeah. Fake news spreading everywhere. Kind of like uh, there are many Facebook pages popping around, spreading fake news, spreading celebrity news, which is also fake. Um, they spread across all the country. These are all written in Zoji. Many of them are not transformed, trans, you know, migrate to the Unicode. So Facebook is handling that part, like. And then for, uh, do they share the fake news on Viber or is it on Facebook? Because I, I know oh. that happens a lot, right? Because people think it's it's real news if it's shared on Viber or WhatsApp or okay. Facebook, right? Like, I think. People only share fake news on Facebook. That's for sure. Ninety-nine percent. That's a, that's a, that's very easy to fight. But the the point is, it's it's an everyday life. So, uh, the people don't have a ability to filter. I think that's all root to their education. I think. Yeah, but do you think your the older generation still is confused by it, or they think it's real? Oh, they do. They are totally confused by it. Because the usage of the images, they can tell which is a fake use or not. They can tell the picture is Photoshop or not. So that's the main problem here. Mm. It's easy to manipulate everything. Everything. Especially especially in religious and political stadium. We are like 80% Buddha, uh, Buddhist and like 20% Christian and minority of the Muslim. So basically... It's a diverse ecosystem, and people are living, you know, peacefully. But uh, you heard Rohingya, right? Yeah, that's. So it's popping up every day. And back in five years ago, like they have a tragedy, and yeah, news media spreading like Wi-Fi. That's so sad, though, that people are falling for the fake news. They're sharing it, and just. But how was how was news before that? Like people just used to read the newspaper before that, or oh, what was that like? Oh, uh, there's a newspaper. Yeah. Um, uh, before the internet came in, they only rely on the state television and state-owned newspaper. So basically, it's all propaganda. Yeah, let, let's go back to your career because now you're a founder, right? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so that, yeah. how did you become a founder, and what what's this company about? Tell me more about that. Oh. It's a, it's a small startup. Actually, I'm not founder. I'm co-founder, like just say. Well, that I mean, uh, it's the same thing. Argument. Co-founder, founder. Same thing. Yeah, 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 same thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very small thing. It's a, it's a school actually. It's a school. Uh, we are teaching the basic computer skills, like like programming, basic programming. Very small, and that's only. Uh, four or five people who actually working in the industry 
Um, back their knowledge. That's really me. nice. That's really great. And have you, how, how many students do you usually take in, by the way? Okay, for the class, uh, like, uh, um, at least 30, 30 students are, are enrolled every time there's a new classes. Uh, we have a website, so the enroll from there. What's your website? Put in, Promote it. Oh. Promote it. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> there's a there's a website in it's, it's called fairway.com.nm. So I, I would just write in your yeah. Uh, Send it to me. Just, I'll promote it yeah. for you. Oh yeah, it's okay. Oh, so they register from there, and uh, if they are confirmed, they got the, the confirmation and the uh, they got attended. So we publish. Some of the books. So we not only we are training the students to get a, get track on the web development and computer science thing. We also provide those study material in Bamboo. Oh, that's cool. So it's written in Bamboo, so basically everyone can catch it up. So most of them are freely available as a PDF format, so you can download it. And they can study in their home and spend time. Some of the people are shifting career. So they, they came in from the accounting background and other Asia background, and that they're just trying to get into the development industry. So they can get started with our books and they can keep a continue learning. How, how, how old are most of these uh, students, by the way? Are they different ages or? Okay. They are. Most of most of them are just barely past the high school. Oh, that's great! Um, that's actually really that's good. Great, that's great. Yeah. So the generation is uh, um, very energetic. So they have a passion about it. They really want to try new things. Um, willing to willing to invest in their future. So, uh, I think they're in good shape. So most of them are hardworking and trying to really. You know, achieving something. So practically, they have to do at least one project at the end of the each class. So we have a basic, basic programming class, and there's a web development class. Mm. And there's a particular uh, what do you call um, narrow down classes like Android and um, Node.js and React stack. So these are like. These are not generalized, but they're, they must say, specialized, specialized classes. That's so we cool. have uh, three or four different classes, yes. Do you, do you partner with, like, the schools? Because it's, like, it must be a different school, right? It's, is it partnered with anybody, like, the government? Oh, yeah. We, for, we, don't, we don't partner with anybody yeah, outside of our co-form body. Uh, our bodies are, like, coming from different backgrounds and... One of them are uh, leaving for us. So he mostly published books and other education stuff. Uh, we were just having a, a handling other class. So it's diverse. So I'm, I'm like, I'm like coming from what background. So I only represent the what stuff. Right. And the other people are coming from the native. And, but I'm always shortage of human resource in Iowa. Yeah, that's not good. You guys need more iOS people then, mm -hmm. right? Or educated in iOS mm -hmm. in general. 
also that's also has a motivation of the market, right? Yeah. So, oh, even though we're seeing many booming sector in the native developments and other people are into the native business, uh, but uh, they are either willing to do outsource or they want to use other hybrid approach like real native or flat or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. So, so it's take a lot, right? Yeah, because I think you know Myanmar is very focused on Android. There's not everybody, not everybody uses iOS, so that's why you probably mm. don't have a lot of people coding in iOS in general. That's for sure. Yeah, that's really cool. By the way, like, if, have, have your students like, have you seen your students uh, get into really good jobs and, and whatnot? Like, are you measuring that? Oh yeah, I, I've seen some of them in the well-known uh, what do you call it? a digital company. Yeah, they yeah, are like advertising company, also plus developing website and apps. So I've seen some of the students improve, and also in the industry. Let's see. Ong, you've uh, you've helped yes. Myanmar, man. <laughs> That's really good. You gave back to the community. It's just a, it's just a small, small contribution, bro. Yeah. What What do you think for you could be better with technology in Myanmar? What do you think could be better going forward into the future? Uh, we need more manpower. That's all for sure. Manpower. And diverse. Yeah. Yes. We are only focusing on the web or Android. So there are many shutters in there. The thing is like employees are not willing to spend a lot in other areas. Let's just say in backend. Uh, there's a DevOps, right? Who would handle the server and making sure it's secure, it's optimized, it's scalable. Uh, employees here are not willing to spend another job position to do so. Only, let's say, the developer must handle all of them. Mm. You know, they just assume it. So that's motivate people to choose which area to. Uh, you know, go. Yeah, because I think I, that's the that's the main yeah main trigger things. I think the government hasn't yeah. spent a lot in investing in technology, right? Not yet, not yet, not yet. Because I've heard the startups the, are struggling there uh, right now. Sure thing, sure thing. I work in two startups right now. Yeah. So let's say one is a one is a the the, the delivery business. Like they're trying to uh, solve the, uh, and there's a, another problem to solve. Let's just say Zoji Unicorn is the first problem here. Yeah. Another thing is payment. Oh yeah, so payments is interesting because it's that's, all cash. That's, that's that's it. That's it. All cash and nobody has a bank account. No one has a bank account there. Nobody has a bank account. Let's really? just say one person of the population have a bank account. No way. It's, it's, it's all debit. So you have to put all the cash in and then you spend it. Uh, the, the credit system is not that well known. And it's the, the shop and other merchants are not accepting many of the well known cards like Visa or Master. Visa trying to promote here a lot. So I go to the networking event and mm. launching event a lot, and they're trying to, you know, <clears throat> expand the network. But 
anything that promoting the cash flush is a good thing in here. So what happened is central government, central bank, let's say, central bank literally have a no policy to integrate all the payment system in here. No digital payments in Myanmar. No yet. digital, yes. So no policy meaning chaotic. So many banks have a many digital app. It's competing themselves. Um, you will see a lot of payment startup in here. So let's just say uh, there's a, a famous bank, seven of them, let's say. Mm. All of them have a seven type of payment app and they are trying to promote their own product. So even though you use a payment app, you can transfer your own account from bank to bank. Right. So let's just say A bank and B bank. You can transfer A bank credit or debit to the B bank. Mm. It's totally isolated state. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no policy to integrate or cooperate between banks. So that's a problem. Another thing is we don't have uh, any kind of rules for commerce. So people are selling goods and other stuff on the Facebook. Yeah. So nobody could test it. There's test is like very weak in here. Only applying on the restaurant, I think. Restaurant and other employee. So uh it's totally effective to our government because they don't have any kind of income, right? Otherwise, it's all test free, right? Wow. People are buying and selling on the Facebook. So we call it face government, ask government, right? Ask government. Okay. Ask in Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Ask government. So uh, they open the page and they're trying to sell their products on Facebook. So we're trying to solve that kind of payment by introducing the cashless uh, COD, I mean. Right. We try to co cooperate all the payment system. And if you can, we also do the delivery stuff, of course. So we bring the, uh, the parcel from the sender and send it to the receiver. Not only that, we collect COD for you. Mm and trying to send you from any kind of payment to you. So not only is safety, not only is safety time for you, you can also focus on the selling part only. So uh, it's a kind of small startup, but it gained some momentum. So we're seeing commerce are booming here. Slowly improving. Slowly improving. It's, I'm just fascinated that there's no no one really has a bank. So what do you do with the cash? How do you save all that cash? So let's say people people don't even trust their bank. Right. I mean, right. Because during the COVID, before I mean before the COVID, um, what do people do is standing in front of a bank and withdrawing all the cash? Because uh, there's a example of. Banks are uh, bankrupt. Uh, like uh, I think in 1999 or 2000 around, many of the banks are bankrupt. So people are not trusting bank anymore. And the interest rate. Interest rate is compared to other countries. The central bank of Myanmar gives a lot of interest rate. Mm -hmm. 
I believe that the in order to boom the economy, I think they trying to you know adjust the interest rate and other things to uh, you know play the. Um, I think it's it's all the growth factor. I think. Yeah. So interest rates are pretty high, so you can even make a living on putting in the putting your cash in the bank. So some people do it. Uh, most of them don't trust the bank. So what did they do mm. with the cash? <laughs> uh, let's say they store as a set, as in land or apartment. In their apartment? Buy, <laughs> sure, sure. They, oh they, like to, they like to buy a lot of house. They like yeah. to buy a lot of house. They like to buy a lot of land. So <laughs> I don't know why they do such things or not. All the world are standing there. So that means cool down the economy, right? I can't imagine storing my money in, in my house because I feel like someone could steal it, especially in a <laughs> developing country like Myanmar, right? Uh, no, people are, people are like, uh, they think that investing in the land or the property, any kind of apartment or something, and they're satisfied with that. Totally satisfied with that. That's wild. Wow. So all the money just goes to land. I might say. <laughs> huh. And what about you? What do you do with your money, by the way, if you don't mind me asking? Do you, oh, do you, do you put I, it in the bank? I have to run two startups, so all the money goes into those startups. <laughs> <laughs> but you have a bank, right? You must have a bank. Oh, yeah, sure. I, yeah. I do have a lot of bank accounts. But during this five years, um, the higher purchase, like say, home loan and car loan are very famous in here. So there's a purchasing demand, meaning people are willing to buy a new home or new car. So the bank are making a lot of interest in that. Mm. So it's kind of kind of you know cycling cycling the economy. Yeah. But in, in the other hand the economy itself is not booming at all because we don't produce much of the digital goods or other physical products but uh, i think past five years uh, there's uh, many local products export to the other country like mango we export mostly rice as you already noted rice is something to the china or other south asia country like thailand mm -hmm. Or maybe India. So our country is agriculture country. Yeah. We mostly rely on the growing plants like beans and rice and mm -hmm. other drying legumes. So uh, the rest of the fruits and vegetables are consumed in the locally um, watermelon and other other fruits also import to the China. We also import, I think. Um, minerals and other mining product. Um, wood is uh, wood is also a uh, tree, trees and forests. The, the the government controls the, the trees is, and the, the yes yes. They no longer they have uh, there's a decreasing private sector in the foresting because uh, we have seeing a lot of deforestation because of the Chinese company. 
Chinese company came in and they move on. You know, illegally or legally, they trying to cut down most of the trees. So government trying to control those mining and forestry business. Mm. So our main export is like agriculture things. Right. So digitally, we could do many things. I, I, I'm not that kind of optimistic or something like that, but our level of focus is very cheap compared to other country. So I believe software is a very reliable business to the country. How do you think technology's impacted the agriculture sector? Because I know we talked about like the modernization right of Myanmar, but how do you think the technology's impacted agriculture? Has have like farmers adopted that technology for their own business or no? Is it just government run? Oh, the uh, I, I was I was separate that question as a two part. Yeah. One is imagery, imagery solution, and other is um yeah, uh, really applicable one. Yeah, yeah, imagery solution. There are many people who trying to solve the agriculture problem by machine learning and other AM things. Mm. Many people think that they trying to stop pesticides and other things with the photo app. They try to detect which pesticide to use, which supplement to apply. But uh, but on the other hand, the farmer don't really care about those apps and drones and other stuff. <laughs> they only use phone as a communication channel to know the selling price. Oh wow! They contact. They only take the photo. They might send through Messenger or Viber. They only want to know what's the current market price. So let's say I'm tomato farmer. So I want to know uh, the nearest city is providing uh, a good deal of you know uh, pricing for the tomato. That's all I want. To know. Mm. So the, the NGO and other startup trying to using camera-based app, pesticide apps, let's say drone-based, you know, spring companies. I don't think. Our farmer could afford it, first thing first, could afford it. And second thing is, they don't see the benefit of those kind of apps. For example, they have a personal sense of which kind of insects are in the field and which kind of crops. They, they have a mentally uh, memorized it uh, in, in during this season, which kind of insects came in, which kind of pesticide I might use. Yeah. So they have a knowledge transfer from their father or other family members. It's so very natural, so, right? Very natural. It can be instant. So those apps are not really happening here. But unless you are doing a huge, huge export quality, I don't know, fruits and veggies, you might need automation, right? You can do with your instant and one-man job, maybe family job. So in that case, you might want to use the modern technology stuff. That's so but interesting. I think it's very far away from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, like, like I said, I would say these are like imagery. Is it very good for the investment? I mean, come on, people will invest in that. What would you like to happen though? Uh, other than investing in this technology, the Zoggy stuff, what, what would be the number one thing that you would change if you had like a million dollars? 
Okay. Uh, for farmer, you mean? For anybody, for anybody in Myanmar, any anything, not for yourself. I'm just. What if you you were like you know you became a politician? You had all this influx of money. <laughs> what would you do? What would be the first thing that you do? Uh, I would digitalize everything. Everything, like everything. 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 Wow. I'm not trying to be your 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 typical Chinese government trying to control everything and mm. knowing everybody. Content accessible and authorization and authentication is very weak in here. Mm. You could trick anybody to to do anything. You could trick it. You simply just said enough to convince them you are what you say, what you are, and then you get everything else. So let's just say I'm the uh, Ministry of Department of something, and mm. my first priority is. I will transfer all document into the digitalized form. And I will modify the intellectual property right, IP laws. I will try to protect those kind of creativity things. Otherwise, nobody could do such creative things. In here. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many restrictions, right? So that's all that's all benefit both for quality and also private sector, you know? Otherwise, there's no insight in doing business here. Mm. So I totally believe that innovative can with the uh, business incentive. So you need to create a space to do a good job in here. Otherwise, that will be a brain uh, drain everywhere in Burma. So uh, people, uh, who is capable of doing things will leave the country, for sure. I think we've we've run out of time. Ong, it was great talking to you. I've learned a lot actually about the technology of you know how developers are evolving right now and how you evolved with the country. And it's just very informative for anyone that obviously listens to this, hopefully in Myanmar, that they should be empowered to learn more about development. And they should probably go to Fairway School, right? What's the website again? <laughs> Yeah, that's a fairway. Fairway.com. Awesome. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you on the next episode of Traces. Take care.